A very good evening to you, our dear listeners. I want to welcome you to our episode, our third episode today of Question and Answer on Temperaments. Allow me to pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you tonight, Lord, as we sit at your feet. Help us to understand, help us to gain knowledge on temperaments so that we have healthy, balanced love relationships, healthy, balanced marriages in Jesus' name. Amen. Dear listeners, I believe that um, we have been helped by this um, the, 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 the question and answer series and I believe many of us are appreciating the subject of temperaments. I know that many people don't appreciate or they don't understand, but I want us to know that temperament influences temperament. Your temperament influences everything that you do. Your temperament. Remember, we said the temperament is the genetic makeup, how God has created you to be, and um, it means it, it. It basically speaks to the natural strengths, the natural weaknesses. And I want to say that your temperament influences everything you do, from sleep habits to study habits, to eating style, to the way you get along with other people. Humanly speaking, there is no other influence in your life more powerful than your temperament. This is according to Tim Lahey. I think we have to understand. Tim Lahey is a book that is entitled, Why Do You Do Things the Way You Do Them? It says that there is no other influence in your life more powerful than your temperament or combination of temperaments. That is why it is so essential to know your temperament and to be able to analyze other people's temperaments, not to condemn them, but so so that you can maximize your potential and enable them to maximize theirs too. So I think it's critical, uh, dear listeners, that all of us must endeavor to know our temperaments and also understand other people's temperaments so that we can understand them better, we can deal with them better, we can live with them better. And uh, so as we continue on our question and answer, I've got this first question for today. It says, uh, Senior Reverend, are there any scriptural references to the theory of temperaments? Are there any scriptural references to the theory of temperaments? In Proverbs chapter 30 to uh, verse 11 to 14, the writer again, to whom many Bible scholars attribute the chapter, recognizes four specific kinds of temperament. In other words, when you read in um, in the book of uh, Proverbs chapter 30 from verse 11 to 14, there is a clear um, outline of the different, the uh, four specific uh, kinds of people. Otherwise, other, uh, in other words, uh, when you read that portion of scripture, it brings out four different kinds of people that exist in the world, and those were ascribed to the four different temperaments, the general temperaments that we have. We have the melancholic, the phlegmatic, the sanguine, and the choleric. So, unfortunately, the writer again viewed these in negative expressions because people are usually more easily diagnosed through their weaknesses than their strengths. 
Have you ever noticed that many people are recognized through their weaknesses more than their strengths? So, uh, and they are also described, uh, man is described in the state that he is born. Man is actually described in the state that he is born. It says Proverbs 30 verse 11 to, uh, to 14. There is a generation that kiss their father and bless not their mother. There is a generation that are pure in own, their own eyes and yet are not washed from their filthiness. There is a generation, oh, how loved are their eyes and their eyelids are lifted up. There is a generation whose teeth are as swords and their jaw teeth is knives to devour the poor from off the earth and the needy from among men. So we see in verse 11, it says there is a kind of man who curses his father and does not bless his mother. These are what we call melancholic. They are negative about everything. They are negative about anything and everything. So a girl describes them as a people who curses their father and does not bless their mother. Those are people who call the melancholic with the melancholic temperament. Then verse 12 says, there is a kind who is pure in his own eyes, yet is not washed from his filthiness. These are what we call the phlegmatic, the ones that are laid back. They are pure in their own eyes and uh, yet not washed from their filthiness. These are what to call the phlegmatic. Verse 13 says, There is another kind, oh, how lofty are their eyes, and their eyelids are raised in arrogance. These are the sanguine, those that are all over. They are lofty, they are proud, they are everywhere. Then we have the last uh, kind of people, and with the last uh, uh, temperament, these are what to call the choleric. It says there is a kind of man whose teeth are like swords, they are tough, and his jaw teeth like knives, to devour the afflicted from the earth and the needy from among men. They have no emotional intelligence, they have no emotional feelings, you know, and these are, in, in a nutshell, may I respond uh, this way to that question, are there any scriptural references? Proverbs chapter 30, verse 11 to 14, gives you four kinds of people to explain the four different temperaments that we have. Our next question is, what are the emotional, spiritual, and home weaknesses of a sanguine husband? What are the uh, spiritual, what are the emotional, spiritual, and home weaknesses of a sanguine husband? Remember I said somebody with a sanguine temperament is all over. You find them all over. And here are some of the weaknesses. I will not mention all of them, but here are some of the emotional weaknesses. In terms of their emotions, a husband who is a sanguine is too emotional. What it means is a, a man who husband who is a sanguine is quick, cries one moment, and the next moment it is over. They, 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 they're just too emotional. They are easily angered but they also forgive easily or quickly. Those are some of the, the dark side of their emotions, those who are, are sanguine husbands. Also, they can be moved by the way. 
Ish, I think it's so sad to have a husband who is moody or a man who is moody. Usually moods are seen in women. In terms of their spiritual weaknesses, a man who is a sanguine, uh, who has a sanguine temperament is usually disorganized spiritually. What it means is that this man does not value divine things or does not have um, a, you know, a set heart on divine things. They are not focused. They are just disorganized spiritually. They don't follow attending church. They don't follow prayer. They don't follow divine things in, in a nutshell. Spiritually, that's their weakness. And also, because of their sanguine nature, they are all over their head, their whatever, they can be easily very carnal and fleshy. They are carnal and fleshy. Many a times they are in the flesh than being spiritual actually because of their sanguine nature. Also, when you look at their home, uh, their home uh, weakness, we find that they, these are type of husbands that are very untidy. They throw things everywhere. You can find their stockings in the lounge. You can find their pants in the sink without them being washed. You can find them, I mean, they are untidy. Their shoes, you can find them anywhere in the house. They are untidy. This is the same one because this is the type of person who is far all over. They are all over. Even the house, they are all over. So they are untidy. They throw things about. And they are untidy. I mean, they are untidy. They are this kind that they, they want to rush somewhere. They can go without iron, without a shirt ironed. They can go without their shoes being polished. They can, you know, go out without their hair combed. They are very untidy. I believe that somebody who is a husband or somebody who is hearing me with a sanguine nature, who is a man, that's why Tim Lai advocates and say you must have a, a spirit-filled temperament. You need the Holy Spirit to balance the dark side of your temperament, to balance the, 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 the lack of order in your spiritual life, young men or married men. You need the Holy Spirit to help you to be spiritual and not to be carnal. The last question we have for today is, what are the weaknesses of a sanguine wife? Remember, we said that this, a, a person with a sanguine temperament is just all over. They are just all over. I mean, you find them all over. They, 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 they do. They are loud. And we always say that if somebody has a sanguine temperament, they are the type of people you need to invite when you have a party so that they'll make everyone laugh. And like, you need a sanguine, a temperamented person if you have a function, a part to make everyone alive and happy. So what are the weaknesses of a wife with a, a, a sanguine temperament? The first weakness is that they are too talkative. Often, they often wonder why everyone else is quiet all the time because they don't pay adequate attention to details, they may say the wrong things and embarrass those close to them. So a woman with a, a sanguine temperament, they are too talkative. They talk non-stop. Every time they come into a crowd, they want to be the leader of the conversations. Also, we find another witness that they are forgetful. You know, there are these type of people that uh, they make appointments and they forget or they are in a, a function, a party, they ask everyone their name. What's your name? I'm John, I'm Peter, 
I'm aroused. After five minutes, they've literally forgotten. They're coming back to ask again, sorry, by the way, what is your name? They forget schedules. They are forgetful. I think that's why Tim Laie, uh, dear listeners, advocates that everyone must desire to have a spirit-filled temperament where the Holy Spirit, our helper in ministry in life, will be able to remind you of schedules, appointments that you have made. We also see another witness there of a woman with the sanguine temperament. They are unreliable. Somebody with the sanguine temperament is unreliable. They often get excited about a role, but they are not around when it is being implemented. I mean, they, they, they are unreliable. We can be in a meeting with somebody with the sanguine temperament. They'll promise you I'm coming. I'll do ABCD towards the meeting. Come on the day when the, 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 their role is supposed to be implemented. They are not there. Why? They are unreliable. So I also want to emphasize to say that's why somebody needs a spirit-filled temperament. The, 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 the fourth thing about the witness of somebody with a, 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 a sanguine temperament, a lady, they, they lack attention to detail. They make commitments without thinking about what will take to follow through. They leave a trail of unbroken promises, unfortunately, because they just love to, they lack attention to detail. They will make promises, forget, and they leave a trail on, of un, uh, fulfilled or completed promises. May God help somebody who is hearing my voice today, who is the same temperament as a lady. The witnesses are many. <laughs> they are many. Another witness is that the lady with the sanguine temperament is very fussy. They fuss and complain when they do not work a little, when they have to work. I mean, they don't like to work, by the way. People with the sanguine temperament, they just want to be seen, they are loud, they just want to move from point A to B. They don't want to be at a place where they are forced to work. They are fussy, they don't want to work, they are lazy, lazy, lazy. Lazy, lazy, lazy. Another uh, uh, witness of a, a, a wife with a sanguine temperament is that they are a messy housekeeper. They never seem to know where anything is because they just they're just disorganized. They don't know where they put the the the, 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 the bread in the morning. They can't find a child's shoe in one of the bedrooms. I mean, they are messy. <laughs> they are disorganized. May God help us. May God help us. You know, there are those time kind of people in the home, they'll find it so hard to locate their, their makeup bag, to locate keys in the house. They, they, they rarely have anything clean and tidy, even their clothes. There are those type of people who just repeat clothes time and again, and nothing is tidy. They don't enjoy cleaning the house, and usually they've got an untidy bedroom. Their bedroom is always untidy. They will not want to clean their bedroom. They will not want to clean anything. May God help us. With all this negative or the dark side of our temperaments, I believe one thing that is needful, one thing that is necessary, the Holy Spirit. Our uh, dark side of temperaments can be helped by the involvement and the invitation of the Holy Spirit in our lives. May God help us. May God help our love relationships. May these things that we share on this platform help somebody to better their love relationship, help somebody to develop and to invest in their marriage as they study about temperaments, as they uh, discover their weaknesses and their strengths to, 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 to help them be able to find their way through in their love relationship. 
in their marital relationship. Thank you, dear uh, listeners. We are meeting again on Friday, exploring more questions that we are receiving from you. God bless you. Thank you.